EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support the recruitment industry. Go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge. Recruiters Live Lounge. Lounge.com, where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hey everyone, welcome back to Recruiters Live Lounge, where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspirational leaders on the planet. Um, and I'm really excited today to be able to welcome to the Live Lounge, Mr. Daniel Mundy. Now, Daniel is the CEO of ANZ UK, um, based out in Melbourne, uh, but with offices in Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, London, all over the place. We're going to find out from Daniel all of those things. But that's anzuktheachers.com.au. Um a bit of background on Daniel. Um, he's Australian. Uh, you're going to tell that from the moment we start speaking with him. He grew up in a country town just outside of Melbourne, Australia. Loved sport, loved it so much and was so competitive. He became one of those PE teachers. I don't know if he was a kind one or one of the evil ones that I used to have. Um, Daniel, like many Australians, came to the UK. It's like, you know, brilliant that they do and they really add some, uh, you know, real flavour to to the UK. But he came to the UK to be a teacher and he was about to go home after spending three and a half years here in the UK. Uh, and, and then he, he landed in recruitment. Now, I, I want to find out what that means, but he landed in recruitment. When he got back to Australia, he was asked by an agency to um, that he was teaching with to, to try and source more teachers. Um, now, this was the bit. There was a gap in the Australian market, and Daniel essentially just taught himself everything. Taught himself how to resource, how to build relationships with universities and colleges, and more importantly, how to build relationships with candidates. And since then, he's not looked back. I think Daniel spent about a de- well, over a decade, 11 years, working in recruitment. His business is up to about 75 people around the globe. I hope I got that bit right. As I said earlier, offices in London, Melbourne, Perth, Brisbane, and he's also got people sourcing from in Canada, New Zealand, and Ireland. Um, one of the only companies in the world that offers the full spectrum of temp, contract, and perm in both Australia and the UK. Daniel, listen, I, welcome. I hope I got all of that right. You did, Roy. I, you, can, you can introduce me anytime. You can do it better than I can. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm happy to come down to Melbourne and, and, and do your intros. I'll be your warm-up man for you. Uh, <laughs> um, Daniel, look, I, I, obviously I've told people there a bit a, a, about you and a, a bit about ANZ, ANZ's teachers, but tell us something more about the type of work that you guys do. Yeah, well, I think you probably hit the nail on the head how you described the business. Um, you know, I fell into recruitment 11 years ago uh, on my way home from the UK and it's been a, a love affair ever since. But I wouldn't, it's, it's one of those funny things, you know, I, I go out and I meet a lot of recruiters and I, and I go to a lot of, you know, recruitment conferences, but I've never ever really called myself a recruiter. It's, right. um, it's funny how you, you sort of, you you think about your career and you think about who you are and you think about what you've done, but I could never really, I couldn't say to you that I've actually sat down and really learnt the art and been a really 
big biller in perm recruitment. I've literally just been been a, a business owner and and started the business and and built it in temp and built it on the back of relationships and you know it's 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 grown beyond my own expectations. So uh, you know it's it's funny how things eventuate in life and how they progress over the years. You know what, Daniel? I, I think you know you're right. You may not have kind of been formally trained I, th- I think that's what I'm hearing from you but it's interesting because you were a candidate um, you know you, you were a teacher so I think a lot of people um, that start recruitment businesses that come from the market i.e. they've been a candidate or a client they normally approach it in a common sense you know uh, sort of perspective as opposed to you know, somebody like me that just rocks up and says, right, I'm going to do teacher recruitment. I can apply a recruitment model to it. You understand what it's like to be a temp, to be a, you know, perm teacher. You know what it's like to be a teacher, first of all. I mean, that's tough enough. But as a teacher dealing with recruitment businesses, and, and I just think that's a brilliant common sense place to start from. Um, yeah. You know, it's probably oh, helpful in your business. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think it's one of those really important things when you're onboarding and when you're bringing people into your business, one of the things that you look at is their sector knowledge and, you know, how proficient they are at understanding the idiosyncrasies of the sector. And, you know, we find that you don't necessarily have to bring a recruiter into your business to get somebody who's going to be a great recruiter. If they've got really great sector knowledge, if they've got a hard work ethic, and if they really listen and and want to grow, then, you know, you've really got yourself a ready-made person who's going to be successful at recruitment. They don't have to have all the skills at once. And, you know, our business has been a real um, revelation in the the sense that we don't really employ lots of experienced recruiters. We've always grown our own and, you know, they've learned our culture and they've learned our way to do things. And, you know, we've just found over the years that that's been an incredibly successful thing for us. And it's not to say that we don't look outside now for, you know, experienced recruiters to come in because I think they offer us a lot. But sure. most certainly it's not the be all and end all for us, you know, building our own culture and, and, and taking people into the business who've got that sector knowledge and that work ethic and the ambition and the things that are really important to us as a business it's brilliant good to, and good to hear daniel loads of takeaways we haven't even started asking you questions yet so that's great <laughs> um in in the live lounge daniel we always love to kick off with our guests favorite success quote what's yours oh geez i've got a lot of them i think um i think my favorite is has always been you get what you deserve it's as simple as that. I think in, in anything in life, you know, I'm a big believer in karma. I'm a big believer in how you treat people. Um, you, you honestly do get what you deserve. If you, if you work hard and if you do it a, an honest way and if you do it, you know, with integrity, I think it, it'll come back to you at some point. You may not get all of the, the successes that you think that you'll get one after the other, but at yeah. some point. I think um, you know that that it'll it'll come to you. So yeah, you, you get what you deserve. If you work hard, I think at some point you know that that's got to pay off, and you know the the results will start to flow from it. You know, I, I agree with that. I really do. And it's an interesting one. I, I forgot to mention in the intro that um, you know Daniel, you as a guest, this is an unusual one for us in that we were contacted. Uh, a short while ago by an employee of Daniel's, somebody that works in his business. Was it Kate? I think Kate Felton, uh, your head of sales and resource. And Kate approached us and said, you know what? 
My boss is a brilliant leader. I find him really inspiring. And I think that you guys would love him too. Um, <laughs> and that's the first, you know, it's a first for us. And what that does for me is it kind of signals, as you said, you know, you, you, you get out what you put in. Clearly, there's something going on at your business that people there are enjoying it so much and they're being inspired that they're going, you know, you know, we want to share this out with other people in the, in, in the industry. Um, and, and I, for one, I'm really glad that they did. Um, Daniel, look, I, I always know with someone successful that there's usually been some adversity, some, you know, major failure or challenge or something that people have faced. What, what was it for you? Jesus, that's another good question. I think um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't sort of see one one thing that happened in my, in my life that sort of said, "Wow, you know, I have to overcome this now." Okay. You know, I, I did, I did a session with my staff here in in Melbourne. Um, you know, because I was literally three years ago searching for the why. You know, I'd been in this business for seven years, and you know, I, I got to the end of the year, and I and I always try to to do a. a a day of training or a day of planning with my staff to really get them involved in the business and the vision and the direction. And I sort of, and I finished the, the year off and I thought, gee, you know, I'm really searching for a reason on why I do this every day. What, what, what is it that brought me to education recruitment? You know, how did I land in this and what, what, what is it that drives me every day? You know, because a lot of people look at you and they say, you know, you're mad, you know, your, your discipline and the, your time that you spend at work and how much you, you're crazy. And I thought, why am I like I am? You know, I, di I just didn't know why myself. So I went out there and I did a bit of research and I realised that it was a chain of so many things that have happened over my life that got me to where I was. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it's those experiences and, and it's those things that happen in your life that, that make you as a person and who build your resilience and, and that, that build you know, your values and build who you are. And, and I think once you've got all of that um, makeup in your personality, you find something that you're passionate about or that you can be really passionate about and it's something that you just drive. So, you know, there was a lot of things of adversity, you know, that got me into recruitment. But I think the biggest lightning bulb in terms of issue that I've had in recruitment or the thing where I've learnt the most, sure. we, we, we got a private equity firm um, on in the UK about five years ago okay. and um, I wasn't too involved in the process of getting them on as much as I should have been because, you know, I was separated a little bit from Australia but it was a massive learning curve for us. You know, it didn't work out for us unfortunately. It works out for a lot of companies but it didn't work out for us. Um, you know, I wasn't thorough enough in reading the contracts. I didn't ask enough questions. You know, Recruitment 101 ask questions, yeah. keep asking questions. And unfortunately, probably didn't ask enough questions, got really mesmerized by the success of the, of the people that we were getting involved with and, right. and learned very quickly in that, um, in that phase of the business that it probably wasn't the right fit for us. And we spent the next three years trying to get these guys out of the business, which we did successfully, right. and um, we haven't looked back since. So I think that would probably be the biggest be the biggest bit of adversity that we've overcome as a company because we were on the brink of, of closure in the UK and, you know, we've got ourselves back now to um, a really strong position. So, but the thing is I don't look at it as a negative. No. It's, it's, it's like anything. It's a learning curve. Yeah. You know, and, and I got taught some pretty valuable lessons in that, you know, year of, of or two years of having the private equity firm working with us 
And some of the lessons that I actually brought back here to the Melbourne business, to the Australian business, applied them to Australia and I've got a stronger business because of it. So, yeah. you know, there's there's big benefits. There was there was losses, but with that came benefits. So yeah. I think with anything, it's like you, you've got to be open-minded, you've got to learn from it, and you've got to make sure that you don't make those mistakes again. I think that's the big takeaway for me, um, Daniel, that... You know, in the face of adversity, it, it's 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 reminding yourself. You know what? There's lessons here, right? and, and I need to keep be of that mind. You know, it's not. Oh my God! It's like everything's going down and everything's a failure. It's like, look, someone somewhere, whatever you want to call it, your higher being, your God, or whatever, yeah. or just plain karma, um, is 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 trying to give you something. You know, and it's like Absolutely. it's learning it and turning those things into into a positive um and i also like that because i think a lot of people watching this and listening to this have either considered the pe rate the uh, routes the private equity route um or uh you know are going through that process and i think the thing i heard from you there is just look you know do what you do well as a recruiter which is question 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 and then question again absolutely do that in this process for yourself you know for your own business and make sure that the people that you bring into your business share the same values and philosophies that you do. You know, they, they've got to be, they've got to, they've, it's not just about the money. You know, for me, it's never been about the money. It's always been money comes as a result of doing something really well. Yeah. And I think if you lose sight of the things that make you into a great company or into a great business, yeah. you know, you, you can you can sidetrack yourself from what's important and you know you, you forget to do the fundamental things that make you successful so it's not always about the money you've got to get a really good personality fit and you've got to get a, a fit where people are driven to achieve the same things that you are with your business so it's it's real timely actually that you say that daniel i was just on a call this morning with um funny enough another client based in australia and um, they were saying that they'd they used that phrase, that exact phrase, putting the brand before the dollars. And I asked yes. them to explain that, and they said, like, you know, they'd had a, an experience very recently. They recruited uh, um, two people. Um, they'd gone through rigorous, you know, sort of uh, selection process, etc. Took the people on, but within two and a half weeks, it really was very evident that they were completely against the brand and they jettisoned them um and you know they were saying to me oh you know not sure about it we feel like as recruiters we should have spotted that and i said no you should congratulate yourselves it's like you saw it and you took massive action and i think that's the key isn't it it's just like if you can see it do something about it you know and change it yeah and be and be back yourself and do something about it as quick as you can you know or, or at least try and put steps in place to get clarity around, you know, the the agreement or Absolutely. clarity around the expectations, and you know, yeah, it's 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 anything. You you learn, you grow. You got to keep an open mind, and I, and you know, in, if, if, when when I look back and I think of, you know, even when you lose a, a great staff member yeah. and you think, geez, I can't believe I've lost this person, you never dwell on the fact that of what you've lost. You've always you always try to move forward. And if I if I'm really honest with you, I look back. And every time I've hit adversity in the business, we've come out stronger on the other end. Every single time, we've yeah. never been 
we've never been in a worse off position when you when you come when you face adversity or you face a problem yeah. because you challenge yourself yeah. and you put new steps in place and you put strategies in place so it doesn't happen again. So you just got to look at everything like that as your opportunity to get stronger and get and become a better business. I can see why Kate's recommended that you get in the live lounge. I'm, I'm inspired just listening to you, Daniel. Um, look, Thanks, I'm, <laughs> I'm keen to find out, um, because of your experience, it's like you virtually taught yourself recruitment. In that first recruitment job, you taught yourself how to, you know, source candidates and how to engage with candidates and, and you know, and build client relationships with the universities. What was the eureka moment for you, that, that time when it all suddenly clicked into place and you think, oh, I've got this. When, when was that time for you? Oh, gee, I don't even know if I've hit the eureka moment yet. <laughs> um, look, I think what, I've, I've got a really, you know, I've got a great role model in my brother. He's, he's a guy that, um, you know, he's, he's always been a very disciplined guy. He's the most positive guy that you'll ever meet in your life. He's a great relationship builder. Um, you know, I, I, I remember people as we were growing up, they said, you're going to be prime minister one day, James. You know, you were that, he, was, he was just that kind of guy. Wow. But, but it also it showed me, you know, the value of listening and the value of relationships because he really listens to people well and he builds relationships well. And, and I think, you know, the reason why I was able to recruit teachers and while I was able to converse with them, you know, I had the market knowledge, I had the work ethic, but... It came down to the fact that if you listen to people and if you're interested in them, and I mean genuinely interested in what they have yeah. to say, I think that you're going to be a good recruiter. Yeah. You know, retention of information is very important, as you know. You've got to remember things, but also, you know, making sure that you listen and you hear what people say. You know, I think that was really the key for me. But in terms of light bulb moment, moment in decision-making for the business, I'd have to say it was two and a half years ago now um, our Melbourne business had grown um, quite substantially over a, a five-year period. We were using some off-the-shelf sof software here and uh, we decided um, we'd let so many clients down in our peak period because we couldn't keep up with the flow of bookings, temp bookings coming through and the right. software wasn't um, stable enough. Um, so, you know, we were spending every uh, couple of days, I was literally going out to a school and sitting down with them, apologising face-to-face, -face, giving them a bottle of wine and saying, you know, it's not good enough that we can't supply you. And I think it was, there were those experiences there where literally we made the decision to build our own bespoke database software. Wow. And since since that day, we just haven't looked back. You know, we've been able to scale the business, grow the business, but also we've built a really significant piece of recruitment software that's enabled us to be better at our jobs it's reduced the amount of stress that we have in our offers. It's made us more efficient in terms of the way that we resource and recruit. But it's basically an end-to-end -end system that, that um, you know, allows us to do invoicing, payroll, feedback, referencing the works, and it's all in one system. Proud to say that we're only about two weeks away from launching it in the UK. We've got a guy over there at the moment who's training our staff. Fantastic. So I think it's going to be one of the first softwares of its kind that's um, – that's fully functional both in Australia and the UK and, and really fits the UK and the Australian market. So we're really excited about what that's going to do. And I have to say that's probably the biggest decision we've made as a business that's really had a massive impact globally. So, you know, very exciting. Uh, very exciting, Daniel. And 
you know, I, I love it when, as you said, it's like every experience is a learning experience. And you must have, you know, those times of visiting the teachers or visiting the schools with the bottles of wine and it would have made you feel crap. and But instead of oh. just going, oh, it just makes us feel crap, it's like, where's the solution? Where's the solution? And it just seems like it's driven you to what sounds like a really, really good idea and a really good solution um, Absolutely. That, that you're going to be rolling out. So listen, I, I wait with uh, anticipation to find out more about that one. Um, Daniel, I'm really interested to find out how... Um, actually, just one further point as well. Are you telling me that James, your brother, is more inspirational than you? Oh, I think so. He's done about 12 Ironman. He's done a Hawaiian Ironman as well. I think when you talk about um, a really disciplined person, you know, he, he's got to take the cake. But uh, I, I think, you know, it's just one of those things. He's your big brother and growing up, you know, you try to learn as much from your big brother and he was a well-liked person you know, I took a lot of behaviours and I learned a lot from him. So it's a good you know, model. I can't say that I've got lots of you know role models in terms of sports stars or anything like that. But if I if I look at the person that I probably learnt the most from, you know, it'd, it'd probably be him. That's really for sure. Yeah, again, really inspiring, and can't wait to tell my kids about that. It's like listen to your older brother. It's like there, there, there's some good <laughs> lessons in there. Um, <laughs> Daniel, what do you do every day? What do you do every day? consistently that you think sets you up to be successful? I'd have to say um, I'm disciplined with my health and fitness. Good. You know, we we start our day, um, you know, doing temp bookings at 6, but I get up every morning at 4.30, go to the gym before work. It, it, it makes, it energises me every single day. You know, I get into work and I'm absolutely buzzing, ready to go. And I think, you know, I... I I've been consistently doing that from 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 day dot, you know, and I, you know, I, I, if I didn't do that, I don't think I'd be the person that I am, and I don't yeah. think that I'd have the energy that I do, and I don't think our business would be what it is. So, you know, I think you, you've got to you've got to really be able to tell yourself four thirty is an early, or five o'clock is an early, even or whatever it is. Yeah. You set yourself you set yourself a goal in your mind. You put your alarm clock away from your bed, and it just becomes another time. So, I think the discipline is obviously is the thing that I do each day that really sets the day up for success for sure. It's a brilliant tip. It really is. It's it's one of those things that you know. Again, hearing somebody that's as committed as you are um, certainly you know kind of makes me think. It, it stirs me up. The the um, there's a there's a website that I think one of our other members talked about and it was about the 5am club you know it's about I think Robin Sharma talks about the 5am club that if you can get up then and you can move your body and 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 you know take some exercise do some meditation fill your head with good stuff it sets up the rest of your day for success and it's good to talk to somebody that's living it and breathing it and committed to it um maybe I need to dust my trainers off or something and and yeah uh, there's, there'll be days where I actually don't do it, you know. Like it, it's not like I'm 365 days a year, but you know I might miss it. I might miss a day, you know, every month or so. Yeah. yeah. And I will be tired during the day at work. Yeah. I'll, I'll yawn. You notice I, it. I literally will be a different person. So I don't know whether it's a mind thing, but you know I certainly need to energize myself before work, and and I find that that's the thing that works for me. You know, I think it's Tony Robbins that, um, you know, and I don't know how well you know his work, but Tony Very Robbins, well. yeah, I, I'm, I'm amazed. Whenever I go to see that guy, it's like, you know, he's in his 50s, he looks like a bloody giant, 
Um, but he's on stage on his three day or four day events. He's on stage virtually every single minute. He's on stage and in the room longer than most of the other people in the audience, you know, because he yep. just keeps going and going. And I don't even see the guy go to the toilet. He's just drinking water. But what, what he puts it down to is exactly as you said, you know, it, it, he realised that in order to um, have the energy to deliver constantly, do the four-day events, do the speaking yeah. tours, give <clears throat> everything of himself, he needed energy. And to, to have that energy, he had to have exercise and, and, and uh, eat healthily. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah, some real, real takeaways. Take it is amazing. You know, I think... I think all the listeners out there, do yourself a favour and, you know, I think Tony Robbins is one of those guys, you could sort of watch him and go, oh, come on, man, this is a bit too much. But, you know, I think that there's so much, there's so much simplicity in his message. Yeah. You know, I think when, you t when he talks about so many of those, you know, personal development areas of your life, and, and there was one video that I watched of Tony Robbins, which was about the whole motivation the reason why you do things and the reason why you don't right and it's a, it's one of those discussions that i have with you know our staff you know on a regular basis because when we talk about sales and when we talk about bd and when we talk about getting on the phones um you know it, it, i always revert back to people don't do something because it hurts yeah. or they do do something because it gives them a good feeling. Yeah. So everything that you do and all your behavior is based around the feeling that it gives you. So if somebody's having no success on the phone or if they're getting beaten down on the phone, yeah. it's likely that if you can't keep them positive or you can't get that culture moving around them and that energy moving around them, they're going to focus on that and it's yeah. going to make them feel bad and, and they're not going to want to do it. So that's why you know, that behavioral stuff and resilience in recruitment is so important. You know, if you can just keep people thinking about the win and being one step closer to the win, you know, that's, that's really important because you overcome those feelings of hurt and, and rejection for the feeling of, you know, euphoria because, yeah, because you get through and you prove to yourself that you can do something. It's, it's really interesting to say that, Daniel. I, I um, was talking to a guy only last week and um, you know, it was about new business activity and, and uh, he works on his own. He's a solopreneur. And I said to him, uh, and I don't know where it came from, but it just came to me. I said to him, do you know what? It's like every no that you hear should just say to you, you're closer to a yes. Yes, that's right. Right. And, and I just said it. I, I must have read it or something and thought back to an old you know training manual perhaps I'd read or wrote. Um, yeah. But this guy completely picked up on that. And it was the switch that went off for him. Because oh. now when I speak to him, he says, oh, I've, I've, I've got my five no's today. Next one's <laughs> going to be a yes. But it just keeps him, you know, just really, really powered up and, and motivated. You whatever know, you whatever know, it takes. You know you've, some, you've done something really special when you're counting the no's for the day. Yes, I've got the no's for the day. You know, like, that's great. Well done. <laughs> Good you. Um, okay, um, Daniel, what do you see as your biggest strength and your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Biggest strength, without a doubt, is attitude. Okay, good. Yeah, I think um, in, in, problem solving with any issues with staffing. Um, you know, if, if you can, if you can control your attitude, and if you can have a positive attitude. And if you really choose your attitude, the one that's going to that's going to allow you to achieve, yeah. you know, what you need to achieve. If you've got that positive frame of mind, 
if you've got a growth mindset and if you keep a positive attitude, you know, I honestly think that you can achieve anything yeah. and that would have to be my strength as a person because I'm not, I, I would definitely not sit here and tell you that I'm a businessman and, you know, I'm, I'm still happy to tell everybody I'm a PE teacher because really I am a PE teacher. That's what I am. Right. You know, I've just probably taken a few risks here and there and, and worked hard and, you know, I'm, I haven't done anything special and I haven't gone out there and got an MBA or anything like that, but I've got a good attitude. I go to work every day with a great attitude. Um, I don't get beaten down if I if I get beaten, but you know I've also I also love the the winning attitude and you know being the best that we can and and trying to reach your potential and everything. So definitely attitude without a doubt. Love that. That's my strength. Weakness. Geez, where should I start? I mean, so <laughs> Who should many. ask your wife? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you ask my wife, she'd say uh, definitely. Um, work too much. She right. loves that. She she always makes the call that I work too much. <laughs> but I always say to her, "Honey, it's not work if you love it." <laughs> and you get away with that one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel better though. <laughs> um, well, geez, I, I would say another weakness of mine is that I that I haven't been that I probably don't know and implement strong strategy enough which is an area that i that i'm trying to develop myself in so okay. i read a lot of books and i suppose that's the other thing you know if you can identify the things that you're not the best at or that aren't your strength get out there and read you know because most of the answers that you seek are in a book you know it's 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 a it's amazing what you find in a book so true it really is so true and it's it, it's like uh this amazing vein of knowledge you're right it's just it's out there isn't it you know for, every, yeah. for everyone but most people don't see it as the opportunity you know don't don't bother to um i was terrible at school as well and i was terrible at uni i always tried to find a way to cut cut short you know sh might take shortcuts or sure. or take a shortcut somewhere so i always say even now going into a, an exam you know i'd always look for some way to get through the exam without actually having to study but you know, you look back now, I Google most things anyway. You know, you, it's not like you, you've got to retain everything in your mind. You can, no. you, there's so many mediums where you can search for an answer and you can find an answer. So you just got to have that passion and that real drive to be able to, to find a solution yourself. Yeah, I, I yeah, totally agree with that, Daniel. Um, Daniel, look, you've worked in our industry now for over a decade. You've probably seen a lot of different things, a lot of changes. Uh, developments. How do you see the industry developing, let's say, over the next five years? Um, marketing is going to be massive. Um, you know, the way that you market the business through social media, the way that you engage with an audience, yeah. um, you know, being part of a, a discussion group or being part of a community, I think that's going to be really important. It always has, though. Sure. But for, but for us, you know, our software and our compliance management within our software, and I think compliance management in any recruitment business in the essential services, you know, sectors where we're working, there's going to be some huge changes that, that are focused around software and how you source your candidates. Yeah. You know, data science and interpreting data and, and having specialty skills within your business that can help you do that. 
So, and I, and I know that's somewhere that we're going to put substantial resources into over the next five years, you know, Good. more more developers working in-house and, and data scientists so that we can source more unique talent and source passive talent and hopefully be able to achieve our vision, you know, create a new global standard in education recruitment and really get ourselves um, right across the market through the Middle East and Asia and, you know, the UK and Oz. Because the key, and great takeaways there, Daniel, but the key you know probably not for just your market but in recruitment in general is that piece of you don't want to be speaking to teachers when they've made the decision to move i.e look i'm i'm looking for a job you want to be talking to teachers identifying and starting a dialogue with those teachers today right it's like they might not be looking for a job but engage with them today identify them today build a relationship build rapport with them so that you are in their mind's eye when they are looking. Yeah, not not even not even just start the dialogue with them. You want to be offering value-added services to them. You want to be offering, you know, things that you can do for them to develop them as teachers well before they go. You know, giving giving them resources and giving them um, online capabilities to to develop CVs and you know, to attend personal development. Wow. You know, I think one of the great things about our business and about our model and, and what we're trying to achieve is, you know, we want to create a brand where teachers can come and register with us and then they can experience teaching all over the world wow. just coming to one person, you know, and, and that's and that's got its own um, efficiencies in its own right. You know, yeah. we if, if you sort of go out there and you source your candidates and you source them from one area, and you can retain them and develop them and give them opportunities elsewhere, you know, you're going to save a lot of money on your resourcing and your recruitment. You're not going to have to look for more unique ways to do it or, yeah. or as many unique ways to do it because, you know, you're developing your talent pool. You know, thankfully now that we've got a central database that we're all working off, you know, we've got access to the same information. We've got access to all of their work history. We've got access to all their interactions to all of their feedback, you know, literally everything that we do with our candidates is, is centrally managed. Brilliant. We can use that in Perth. We can use it in Brisbane. We can use it in London. Brilliant. We can use it in, in you know, the Middle East. So it all comes down to how you develop your candidates and how you look after your candidates mm. and the experience that they get from your brand and, and how, and how and, you, know, you, you, you make them into a better teacher. Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. And you make them into a better teacher and, and you, you get that brand value. Uh, sorry, the brand loyalty, don't you? It's like completely wed to you. Yeah. Great stuff. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for sharing that as well. Um, Daniel, we've reached that stage in our interview where I've got to ask you, are you ready for the lightning round? <laughs> I'm ready. Good. Okay. <laughs> Listen, let's get into this. The lightning round. First question, um, what is the number one thing that you see holding back recruiters from being more successful? Not in your own business, but just generally as an industry. Lack of focus and hard work. Right. Absolutely. I, I think you hear so many people now, and, and it's not definitely not my business because we've got, you know, I, I believe we've got such a hard-working team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you, you read so much about employee engagement. You read so much about, um, you know, what companies are doing for, for, their, for their employees, which is great. But they really do lack focus and they lack hard work. You yeah. know, you, you, I look back years and you read, 
the eight-hour work week and stuff like that. And I just think the eight-hour work week is a crock of crap, you know. Yeah. Why would you work eight hours and achieve X when you can achieve when you can work 40 and achieve whatever, you know, five yeah. times as much? So yeah. definitely lack of focus and lack of work ethic. Good. Okay. Listen, I like that. I really like that. And you're right. You know, we see it all over. People go, oh, you know, it's they'll they'll want the results but actually when you start questioning the commitment the work ethic it's not there and Absolutely. you know look there's a lot of distraction we know that just in life there's a lot of distraction but the people that really win are the people that just stick to the game you know it's like yeah. I, I know these are the activities i need to do get on with them um Absolutely. good okay um daniel best piece of business or recruitment advice you've ever received well Back onto Tony Robbins again. People people will forget what you say to them, yeah. but they'll never forget the way you make them feel. Oh, priceless, really priceless. Absolutely. Yeah. With your own staff as well, you know, they they will remember. They will forget anything. You know, they'll forget all of those little 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 things that happen. Those little bits of information make someone feel great, mm. or you make someone feel bad. And those things will stick with them forever. You know, yeah. I, I think back to so many things that have happened in my life and those real, those those events that really personally hit you yeah. are the ones that you, that really draw on your feelings. So, uh, absolutely. It's emotions, isn't it? It's the, it's the emotion yep. that you make someone feel. And I think it's Robbins that talks about emotion creating motion. You know, it's like you can yep. get someone motivated or demotivated by the way you, you, you make them feel. So... Yeah, no, really, really good. I like that one. I, I love it when anyone quotes the Robins. Um, uh, question number three, what is something that you see working right now in your business? Um, it could be an app. It could be software. It could be, I don't know, something in your business or for you personally, something that's yeah. working well. I have to always focus back, you know, when we look at my business, our business is built on team structures. Right. Um, it's it's definitely how we structure our teams and how we motivate our teams that that always works really well you know I'm from a sport background you know and I always say I'm never in the market for your big billers and I'm never in a market for somebody who's absolutely top of the chain right. I, want, I want team players yeah I want people who are going to be there for each other from day dot from the, from the start of the day to the end of the day mm. who are going to support each other and who, who are prepared to grow each other mm. I want all my strong people to grow the people underneath them to, to bring the team up so okay. I'd say that's that that most definitely but our software is the thing that's really defining us as a business at the moment you know because we've been able to open up candidate portals We've opened up a client portal. You know, giving people control over how they interact with your business on a 24-7 level, you know, I think they're the things that we're really going to develop and, and get better at over the next, you know, five to ten years. It's brilliant. Daniel, what's the name of that software? We've called it Relief Roster. So it's, 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 we, we've developed in-house. We, we actually employ four developers to, to build the software ourselves. Perfect. Okay, good. And we'll have links to it and stuff down uh, below in the in the in the show notes um best business book that you've read oh that's a good question Roy I'll tell you um I've read three rippers this year actually geez three rippers <laughs> uh, I read the, what what got me started off at the at the beginning of the year was the compound effect by Darren Hardy okay absolutely cracking book and if if there's if anyone's serious out out 
you, you know, in the audience about life. Yeah. Go and get Darren Hardy's Compound Effect. Yeah. It'll take you about six hours to read it. It's not a difficult read. Once you start to read it, you won't be able to put it down. It's yeah. it's it's in, it's incredible. When you talk about human behaviour and trying to shape human behaviour, this is a great book to form habits Perfect. to really form habits that are going to compound over your life and, and amount to a lot over an extended period of time. That was the book that got me going. I've read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell this, this year, what I thought was absolutely fantastic. Great book. And I'm reading, I'm reading Seven Habits of Highly Effective People for about the fifth time at the moment. Good. That's a classic. I absolutely love it. It's a classic. Such a yeah. yeah. And, and the thing about that one is it's it, Seven Habits, number one on every business book list for i don't know since it was written and uh and it should be. by stephen covey and it should be absolutely right i will look out for the darren hardy i'm trying to think if i read that darren hardy's the guy behind uh is it success magazine yes that's correct that's right okay i will look at I, I, it maybe that i've read it but if i read it i'd remember yeah. it and I, I don't think i'm remembering it in the same way so i will pick that up again thank you um <laughs> Daniel, final question in the lightning round. If you woke up tomorrow morning armed with all the knowledge, all the experience uh, that you've got, but your business wasn't there tomorrow, what would you do to start all over again? I'd go on holiday first. <laughs> Good. Go and have a big break. <laughs> and then I would go and headhunt uh, a, a recruitment, a, a really profound recruitment um, HR manager. Good. I'd go and recruit someone in HR, headhunt them, and I'd recruit a IT software developer, and they're probably the two people that I'd start the business with. Fantastic. Um, definitely HR manager who knows recruitment and knows how to source candidates right. for, for internal and for external, but I'd also get a, um, a developer because my business would start with a, with a software solution that fits the business. That's a really interesting answer because it's the... It's the automation behind stuff. That's what I'm kind of picking up from you, that, that's the real key to scalability. Oh, the customization as well. Right. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to export our data from a software company in the UK at the moment. Okay. And every time they right-click the mouse to give us a download, they charge us 800 pounds. Right. And, I, and I just think to myself, how, how they survive in business, yeah. you know, I don't know because integrity-wise, I could never run a business where I would do do that to a to one of my clients. You know, yeah. because you're leaving, we're going to try and get as much out of you as we can. Yeah. But the, but the thing with the software is, you can you can control the development, you can control the enhancements, you can you can fit things that specifically fit your workflows. Yeah. And you know, you can change it when you need to change. If the market changes or if your business model changes. You can be responsive, you can be agile, and you can create a solution that really fits your business. And, you know, the ability to go to market or, you know, to respond to market, you, we've never been in a position, you know, our business has never been in a position because we've used off-the-shelf products where yeah. you have to fit your business to how the software works. Yeah. Well, you know, thankfully now we don't have to do that. Every time we want to tweak our software or every time we make a change within the business, you know, we tweak what we work with. You know, our developers will go away test our workflows out, develop it in, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll run with it. So that's definitely what I would be doing. And you own it. You know, that's the thing. It's like when you own something like that, it, yep. it's significant. It adds significant value to your proposition, to your business, and, and uh, you know, value monetary terms, but also complete value in terms of the product that you deliver, you know, and how people yep. interact with you. So 
yeah no hats off to you hats off to you guys for that um Daniel, very sadly, we really have come to the end of our very brief journey uh, in the live lounge today. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd really like it if you could give our viewers, our listeners, one final piece of parting advice, but also um, let people know how can they get in touch with you after after the show. Um, certainly, you can you can look me up on LinkedIn on on, on LinkedIn. So Daniel Mundy, um, Australia, Melbourne. Um, Daniel's my Daniel at ANZUKTeachers.com.au is my email address. Um, feel free to drop me an email. Uh, you can call my office. Um, it's on our website, very easily visible. Um, you know, feel free to do that as well. No problems at all. One last bit of advice. You know, I think I'll, I'll, I'm going to stick with the theme that I've probably been with for the whole interaction. Just work hard. You know, I think that if you if you work hard and you commit to your people and you you take you take you know, a lot of pleasure in growing your people, things will work. You know, it, it, those things have got to be important to you if you're going to grow a business. You've got to really invest in your people and you've got to be passionate about watching them grow. And you've got to take enjoyment out of seeing where they get to. Yeah. You know, I think over the over the last couple of years, especially as I've watched people grow into, you know, national manager roles and, you know, into sales manager roles, you know, things that I used to do and what my business partner used to do, they're the things that I love, you know, getting on a phone call and hearing people collaborate and challenge each other's ideas and, yeah. you know, watching them grow as people, you know, I, I, I just get a big kick out of it. So work hard and, and really make it help you help your people grow. Fantastic. Thank you for that, Daniel. Um, and Daniel, listen, on behalf of everyone at Recruiters Live Lounge, to, for all our listeners and viewers uh, tuning in, you've been great. Thanks for being a brilliant guest in, in today's Live Lounge. You're a ripper, Roy. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> in, in every sense of the word. Um, <laughs> um, you've been listening to Daniel Mundy, CEO of ANZ UK Teachers. Um, we're going to post all the links that Daniel mentioned underneath this episode in the show notes. Um, I, I'm I, Listen, I'm really inspired. It's great when you can hang out with people that you know are working in an industry that we all love but sometimes you know as a business owner you reach those kind of stages and plateaus where by listening to somebody else it spurs you on to the next thing i've certainly had that you know sort of hanging out with daniel today if you want to continue getting these types of episodes inspiring stories and, and backgrounds from people that are really kicking it in our industry all across the world then please subscribe to recruiterslivelounge.com. Uh, there's so many different ways to do it. I'm not even going to bother kind of trying to do it with you now, but iTunes and Stitcher and all of those different, you can get it in any way. Um, but do subscribe, get it delivered to your inbox directly. Uh, until I see you the next time, uh, look forward to it. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Recruiters Live Lounge with Roy Ripper. Join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader. What would it feel like to get all of your back office administration done under one roof? EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support your recruitment business. EasyPay want to offer one month's free fees to any new customers who come through Recruiters Live Lounge. 
Just go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge.